Welcome to the latest edition of the Fixed Interest podcast series, where we will be discussing the ratings of Ghana and Zambia. I'm Toby Isles, Head of Middle East and Africa Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Jermaine Leonard, a director in Fitch's Sovereign Team and lead analyst for Ghana and Zambia. Jermaine, can you talk us through the drivers of our downgrade of Ghana's ratings and the negative outlook? Sure. The the key rating driver for the downgrade to B- and the negative outlook is the sovereign's loss of access to international bond markets. We believe that not being able to issue eurobond debt elevates some concerns regarding Ghana's external liquidity, especially as we expect global financing conditions to remain tight for some time. And it also exacerbates the existing weaknesses of Ghana's public finances. Ghana's not in a situation where the government needs to constantly roll over hard currency debt or whose debt market is wholly reliant on non-resident investors. In fact, Ghana ended 2022 with an international reserves position that we estimate at uh, 7.9 billion U.S. dollars. And that is just above uh, three months of current external payments. And that is an improvement for Ghana. Uh, Ghana's reserves averaged about two and a half months of coverage over the previous 10 years. So that improved reserves position will allow Ghana uh, to meet its external debt servicing payments in 2022. That said... Ghana's international reserves position has become quite reliant on eurobond issuance for replacement. If you were to look at a historical chart of monthly reserves levels, you would notice the peaks and valleys that correspond to regular eurobond issuance, followed by the gradual drawdown in reserves until the next bond issuance. Also, non-residents do hold about 20% of Ghana's domestic government debt, and that comes to just under $6 billion U.S. dollars. Now, this is all medium and long-term issuance which limits the risk of capital flight. But our concern is more about the slow and steady draining of reserves. But then there is also a risk of foreign investors selling what they hold and taking their dollars out of Ghana, which would put further pressure on reserves. Uh, The other concern is specifically about the public finances. Ghana has a medium-term debt sustainability issue that will necessitate a strong fiscal consolidation to get debt levels on a downward path. Beyond just the level of debt, there are debt affordability issues. Ghana's debt is more than five times its annual government revenue, and yearly interest costs take up uh, a little less than half of government revenue. So fewer external financing options will mean an increased reliance on more expensive domestic debt, and that will keep the interest burden high, making consolidation more difficult. To pick up two of the key issues you mentioned, what are the prospects for new sources of external financing and for medium-term fiscal consolidation? Along with the drawing down of international reserves and the use of IMF SDRs, uh, we we do expect that the government will be able to find some additional external financing. Uh, This could come from private loans from international commercial banks or perhaps in additional lending from official lenders. An IMF program is a possibility. Uh, This would also likely open international capital markets to Ghana again. Uh, Ghana completed an IMF program in 2019, but has been reluctant to return to a program. That said, Fitch believes that it would be the most likely outcome if the government were to experience some real financing stress. Importantly, I would note that we do not expect that this would be like Zambia, uh, where IMF negotiations dragged on over the course of close to two years and were only brought to fruition by a default event and a change in government. Regarding fiscal consolidation, uh, we do expect to see a narrowing of the fiscal deficit, uh, but the problem of low government revenue and rigid fiscal structure will remain. 
Uh, Ghana's 2020 budget forecasts a reduction of the deficit to uh, 7% in 2022 and to 5.3% of GDP by 2023. Uh, we believe that is optimistic. Our forecasts are for a narrowing of the fiscal deficit to around 8% of GDP by 2023. Now, this would be a significant uh, consolidation as the overall fiscal deficit was 15% of GDP in 2020. Further, we think that a good deal of the deficit reduction will come from COVID-related spending falling out of the budget and that the government will continue to face low domestic revenue mobilization. Now, that will present some challenges as interest costs remain high and as the government continues to, do, to realize contingent liabilities from the energy sector. In conclusion, we do expect some fiscal consolidation, but at a lower pace than what's in the government's medium-term fiscal framework, and there are some notable risks that could materialize over that period of time. Finally on Ghana, what will you be watching for between now and the next review of Ghana's rating? On the positive side, uh, that is what things could lead to a stabilization of the rating. Uh, a resumption of access to international capital markets would be a big one. Uh, that could come from an IMF program or from a change in investor sentiment. Uh, over the medium term, we will be paying attention to the international reserves position uh, and whether Ghana can see a rise in non-debt creating flows like FDI. And we'll also be paying attention to whether the government can implement its fiscal consolidation plan and put public sector debt on a downward path. Uh, in terms of negative rating sensitivities, here again, the reserves levels will be important as a measure of external liquidity. And we will also be watching the government's ability to source new external financing with which to meet its debt servicing obligations. Also, we will be paying attention to the level of fiscal consolidation that the government can achieve, along with any signs of stress in the domestic debt market. And turning to Zambia briefly, when might Zambia conclude its G20 Common Framework Debt Treatment? What can we expect regarding this? So as I mentioned earlier, negotiations between the Zambian government and the IMF uh, did drag on for some time. But we have seen some recent developments that, that point to a resolution. So the authorities reached staff-level agreement with the IMF on a program. Uh, there will be a debt sustainability analysis as part of the IMF program. And that will then feed into the discussions of the uh, official creditor committee about the appropriate debt treatment for Zambia. And that would, in turn, set the terms for an, an eventual debt restructuring agreement. The government published an update recently, which indicates that, that such an agreement could come as early as the second quarter of this year, of 2022. Uh, that is possible. However, uh, there is the role of private investors, notably bond investors, to consider. Uh, if Eurobond investors disagree with uh, the conditions coming out of the official creditor committee, uh, either because it involves too big of a debt write-down or there is an insufficient fiscal adjustment by the government, uh, then there may be holdouts. Zambia's 2020 default came after bond investors rejected a request by the government to pause international payments. So what this means is that the more private creditors are brought into the process and the more private creditors buy into what is happening in the creditor committee, then the better chance there is to conclude a deal. Thanks for your insights, Jermaine, and thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and research on sub-Saharan African sovereigns, please visit us at fitchratings.com. We hope you'll join us for the next edition of the Fixed Interest Podcast.